Feel the rhythm. The highlight of your week has arrived, Andrew. Yes, it has. Feel the rhyme. I don't know how to say your Instagram handle, so I'm not even going to try. Get on up. It's 11 o'clock on a Saturday. We all know what that means. That you're probably keeping me from watching a Liverpool game? Yep. It's podcast time. And welcome to Rust Belt Running. We are here continuing the countdown to the Cleveland Marathon Ambassador Series. I'm Andrew Hedinger. With me as always, Thomas Costello and Adam Wheeler. And tonight we are honored to bring in the active guy. That's what he's known as on uh, Instagram. And I know him as the biggest Kid Rock fan around. We have Scott Long. Hey guys, how are you? And that's not true. Just to just to clear the air before we go any further. And the interviews are over. <laughs> I got Andrew's here for the first impressions. That's what he's here for. That was a good intro. Thank you. Uh, I, I love inside jokes with an audience that has no idea what I'm fucking talking about. Oh man, how you doing, Scott? Not too bad. How about you guys? We're good. Yeah. Doing well. Thanks yeah. for joining us tonight. Absolutely. It's so, nice, nice, nice day outside for running. Good day for that. So kind of a yes. good a good time to start talking about this stuff. So yeah. Good time. You've been enjoying the weather? This morning I was in Columbus. It was like 45. And by the time I left, it was almost 65. So it was been great so far this week. Sunday we had three inches of snow. So it's been old man winter. Can't get away from us just quite yet. But makes you appreciate days like today and it kind of gives you hope as we get closer to uh to to april and may so yeah there's a meme that goes around around this time every year and it's like usually like february through march and i think it's the funniest thing ever uh it's talking about how ohio winter is like an angry mother (laughs) it always you know leaves the room and then comes back in with and another thing It, it always has a way of kind of resurfacing so but Luckily, it wasn't. It was only a one-day thing, so oh, we hope we'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Scott? Get us kicked off. Oh man, so been running probably since probably early two thousand. So it kind of makes me age myself a little bit. I actually got a notification on Facebook today about a PR I had in my half, and it was eight years ago, and it made me realize it's been a long ass time since I've actually PR'd. So that was a good reminder. So I got two young boys um, between. War- one-year-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old, so keep me busy, and kind of running's my 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 time to kind of get away and kind of keep me on track and keep me out of trouble, so it's something I appreciate it, and I've been married for, for three years, um, do digital marketing for uh, a large bank, so it's kind of what, what I do, so been in Cleveland for probably 20, 25 years, so kind of, that, kind of my that's background. That's dating yourself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, cut, you that, be- cut that part out. <laughs> how did you become a runner? So I, mean, I played soccer my whole life, and that was kind of my kind of forced you to to run a little bit, and it kind of something that you always did. And but as I got older, there was a, a span of three months where I broke my foot and my nose playing in, in all men's league, and I was like, I'm not going anywhere with this. I mean, I enjoy it, but obviously, I'm not good enough to do anything with it. So I had two of my buddies that signed up for Austin Marathon in 2007, and I'd never been to Austin, and it kind of gave me an opportunity to start training and doing something a little bit different. So started running with them every day and kind of one thing led to another after the race I, I hurt like hell but you know people were talking about trying to qualify for Boston and just trying to get better and it was one of those things that 
there's always people faster than you. There's always people slower than you. But the one thing that doesn't change is how you improve. So it's kind of one of those things that I really wanted to build upon. It gave me something to work towards. So that's kind of what has kept me going to even today because it's just I enjoy it. So I can appreciate another soccer player that realized soccer wasn't the thing and <laughs> running was a, a nice little outlet to go into because I, I had a similar story. Um, Scott, what's your connection to the Cleveland Marathon? And so I lived downtown for a while after I graduated college. I went to Bowling Green and I lived uh, I lived here for two years closer to the Akron area. And then I lived downtown where I worked for PNC. So I was walking to work and one year I saw the race running by our building. I was like, man, what, what are those crazy people doing? And sure enough, I just sat out there and watched it. It was kind of inspiring and more or less motivating. So 2000, I think 2008 is really when the first time I, I got involved with that. I ran Austin in February of 2007. And once I was done with that, I'm like, I got to do another race. And I knew Cleveland was in May. And so ever since I started doing, you know, Cleveland in 2007, it's kind of been either the full or half pretty much every year since. And it's just been a race that you get to explore the city and it's always been good people. And the race has always worked out well. I mean, selfishly, it's kind of convenient. Um, but it's always been great. I've had a good time. So it's one of those things that's it's close and it, it brings people together and it's, it's just fun. So wait, your first marathon was Austin, which is in February. Yes. And then your second was in May. So you only had a three month turnaround from your first to your second. That's pretty awesome. Well, I never did a half. I went from like a 5k to a four. And I think in hindsight, I probably would have done things a little bit differently. <laughs> um, but I think it, it kind of made me naive a little bit too, in terms of what it would feel like and what it would actually be. And I think kind of being in a new city and not knowing things, it kind of was, it was a good way to distract my mind more or less. So, yeah. And I don't know if you've been to Austin, but it's hilly as shit. It's like hill country down there and it, it hurt. Um, I'll never forget the plane ride back the next day. It was a three hour direct flight. And it was like, we were hobbling around like 80 year olds in the airport. And I think you learn a lot from that first race as I'm sure you guys learn, yeah. but man, it was like the worst thing. And I mean, it just, it gives you a different appreciation for a lot of things. So, um, th there's leeway here. Can you tell us about some of your best and, and maybe some of your worst Cleveland marathon experiences, anything in between? Well, and I've listened to some of the other podcasts. I know there's been a, a wide variety of weather. Um, conditions. So was it two years ago? There was the hail that was pretty yeah. interesting. I think that was when pretty interesting with the shore way. I felt like I was getting pelted in the face with rocks pretty much. And then <laughs> as soon as you turned and went back towards the city, it was kind of a nice, nice breeze at your back. We've had definitely a lot of hot temperatures um, as well. And it's hard to really distinguish between all of them because like aging myself again, I've been doing it for, you know, 11 or 12 years. So there's been so many. And I think even last year it rained a little bit, but the rain actually felt kind of good, you know, and even though it was a little bit humid, it, the, the rain kind of cooled, cooled you off a little bit. And, you know, we've, we've kind of had, whether it's hot, cold, sleet, snow, it's, we've kind of had all in between. Um, but one of my favorite memories is, I want to say 2010 or 11, there's a guy I played soccer with in high school um, on club team. And I hadn't seen the guy probably for like 10 years. And like mile 23, we're heading back into Cleveland. This is when the race went out, um, out on MLK. I passed him at like mile 23 and we were just kind of BSing or whatever on the last, you know, two miles and we end up connecting and we've been running and kind of been more connected now than ever. So it's one of those things that it, it, it kind of brings people together in a weird way sometimes too. So I think that's one of the coolest experiences in major races. I had a pacer um, two years ago for the full who um, he tore his, 
or no, he had torn a tendon in his knee um, of like a year before maybe. And he was kind of coming back from it and he was pacing my group. And it turned out to be just him and I in the three fifteen group for most of the race. So we got to know each other pretty well. Um, but his injury that he had crept up and started to bother him. And I'm, I'm very thankful that he finished the race because able to find him on Strava just because of his time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, cause he actually walked the remainder of the course. He didn't have somebody come pick him up like mile. I think it was like mile 15 or 16. He was like, Hey, I'm going to stretch for a minute. So I just kind of was like, okay, cool. Go do your thing. He's like, I'll catch up to you. And then we had one of those turnaround points and I saw him just walking maybe four or five miles later. And I was like, shit, I lost my pacer, <laughs> but we've actually become pretty good friends. Um, you know, and uh, it's just, yeah, it's really cool. Even in a race of that magnitude, you know, I mean, there's going to be 16,000 people down there in May and you can always find a connection to one person and hold on to it. Yeah. For a, it, forever. The other thing too, like, like I, well, I got my, my sister ran Cleveland for her first half marathon, probably like six years ago. So she's been doing them ever since too. And it's one of those things that kind of once you get, you know, people involved and in, in, in doing it, it's kind of one of those things that's contagious. So it's, Kind of brings my my sister was never really athletic and she didn't really care about doing that stuff but it was it was kind of good for us to all get together and just gave us a reason to, to see each other too so that's awesome and andrew already mentioned this but your your handle is the active guy and if anyone's um, following you or if they're going to follow you now they're going to see that you do a lot of different active things there's pictures of you biking yeah. pictures of you running um so what is your favorite active activity and just because we're a running podcast you don't have to say running i think if i was younger i would say running i do i I, i've been trying to bike more just because it's kind of a good blend of kind of what you put in is what you get out pretty much like running but i think the thing that you with cycling more or less it's i can do it while the boys are sleeping i can do it in the basement i guess you can do it on a treadmill too but riding on a bike trainer is a little more exciting than a treadmill so i think from a convenience standpoint cycling kind of i like right now um but re- there's no there's no other feeling when you know getting out for a good run so i think it's kind of hard to compare the two but for me I, I take what i can get you know and i think if my boys are sleeping um i kind of get I, if i can run outside while they're sleeping my wife's here i'll go run outside but if i need to do something inside i probably prefer cycling maybe as a secondary would be you know run on the treadmill but i really just try to utilize my time the best i can knowing that my windows are kind of shrinking a little bit so it's kind of taking advantage of what you can so oh, yeah for sure for having a one and a half year old you said or a one one year old and a two and a half year old yeah that's uh you got to fit in uh wherever you can get it in so you you run and you do a lot of cycling have you thought of doing any kind of duathlon or triathlon or do you have history with that i haven't yet i i think i would like to i think i think the swimming part's kind of the hard part actually last week i went to Clee play. I don't know if you guys have been there, the Cleveland play where they have like the Ninja Warrior stuff. Have you guys been up there? I was just looking at that on Instagram. I want to go up there. I haven't done it yet. What did you think about that? It makes you, the people on TV make it look really easy. Um, right. <laughs> I, I, oh, I, I did see your, your <laughs> video where you were trying to go up the, that, the ramp. Yeah. So I did like the meat, the small and medium weren't bad, but the tall one, I like it, it was high and I was going to try it again. And some guy like, ripped his ankle apart and i was like well i can't really risk doing that and i kind of felt like a pansy but i'm like 
I, I just, I, I'd hate to go into work on crutches and people are like, what happened? I'm like, you know, that the high ninja wall got me. I just couldn't do it. So <laughs> I, I, I think it's one of those things, but there's a lot of upper body stuff that they make look very easy. And it is, I mean, I was sore and I barely did anything. Some of the rock wall climbing stuff, a little bit easier, but I mean, it's still fun. It just kind of tests your balance in your, you know, your upper body a little bit, but I'm by no means strong, but you know, I was able to do most of the stuff. So it's worth it for 20 bucks for a couple hours. I mean, it, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good way to, to do, to kind of mix it up. So. Yeah. Just be careful that warp wall. So I'm don't telling you, uh, the guy I felt bad, he was probably 40, 45 and, and I'm getting close to 40 and to, to, to be out by trying to get up that ninja wall, I would, I would have been so pissed. So I'm, I'm pretty, I'm okay with just getting the two. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's funny that you mentioned, uh, you know, you, you saw a guy shred his ankle and you were like, no, I'm good. Like, do you know all the things I won't do now because I run and that's what I take seriously? Like I get invited to play like pickup basketball and stuff. Yeah. It, it makes you think about a lot of decisions as to what you should and, or what you can and cannot do based on what might happen. So, yeah. I mean, I, you work so hard. You work so hard. Um, as a runner and to risk throwing it all away to maybe not all of it, but to, you know, maybe throw away weeks of training or months of training because you want to go, you know, play pickup basketball. Well, well um, I mean, speaking of that, like four, four or five years ago, I was playing co-ed soccer. That's what I started doing after my, my men's league. And basically there was some, a, a young lady, she rolled her ankle. I'm not sure if she broke it, but she rolled her ankle pretty bad. And she's like, well, and it was like two weeks before, three weeks before Cleveland Marathon. <laughs> And she was crying and she was just so bummed out. And I'm like, why the hell am I playing right now? Like it made yeah. me think about kind of all the work and time that you put into something to jeopardize something for a one hour game. So, and like playing sports is fun, but <laughs> right. running, running is what we love, right? you know, and that's what we work towards. So um, now you and your wife, you're both runners, right? She, I, she wasn't initially, I think I made her feel lazy. So Good. I think that's kind of what happened, but yeah, she's been doing great. She's been, all in. So it's been kind of cool to see her kind of adapt and, and start doing that a lot more. So it, it, it's been, it's been a good thing. So how, how did you get her into it? I need to know. I don't know. Oh God, it was, I'm working on that too. It was one of those things. I was just, we, we'd go out for actually our first date, we went for a run and she was using the Nike app and I, it was definitely wrong. Cause she was, she was telling me she was doing like seven or eight minute <laughs> miles and, and we're running and we're running and like mile two, I was, I was like, are you all right? She's like, she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, we're doing like 10 thirties. And I'm like, it, like, I don't care if you're fast or slow. It's just a matter of getting out. But she was telling me something entirely different. And I think, I think that's when she realized the Nike app was a little misleading. I think that was kind of the first time she realized that she's like, well, I have a long way to go. But again, like I said, it's just kind of all about self-improvement more or but less. She got, she got to learn what an honest guy you are right off the bat. I'm not good at hiding things. I'm, I'm normally pretty honest, not always a good thing, but it's kind of how it works. But I guess in terms of getting her involved, it, we just, I think I got her into a 5k and it was just one of those things that once you start participating in those things, they're, like I said before, they're contagious. So has she done any more than a 5k yet? Yeah, she's done Akron. She's done a few half marathons now. She did Cleveland half before oh, no. too. So it's kind of cool to see her getting involved with that. And actually, right. She's doing the Akron Marathon Relay. The team that won last year, they had some lady that dropped down, so they asked her to 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 run this year. And now she's all nervous because they wanted her to run a little bit faster than what she's used <laughs> to. So she's like stressed. I'm like Molly, it's freak. It's it's April third or second or whatever. I'm like you have, you know, plenty of time to 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 improve. So 
But. And a pretty fast husband to learn from as well. Because Adam, he's going to give you a run for your money being the fastest runner to ever be on this podcast. Um, how do you guys balance uh, to, you know, being runners and having two kids? Like, how do you how do you manage that? Um, being very selective as to when we do things. And like, I've been doing a lot of things where I'll break up runs. I'll do some in the morning when they're sleeping and maybe I'll do some when they're napping. So it's not when I want to do it. It's when I can do it. I think that's a big thing that you start learning as you, you know, grow up a little bit, which kind of sucks, but at the same time, it's just kind of how things go. And to me, it's just about dividing and conquering. And, you know, every weekend we're like, all right, when do you need to do this or how much do you need to do? So at least you allot the time. And I think as long as you have that balance, I, I know it's, it's tough to do sometimes, but it's, it's very important for our mental sanity. So I think it's one of those things that you kind of find a way to make it, to make it work more or less. And like I said, like, if I need to get up and do some on the treadmill or do some outside, you know, you just kind of find a way to make it work. And I think you, it makes you realize what's important to you because you find time for the things that you want to do. So what, uh, what race or races are you planning on doing this year? I need to sign up for Cleveland after this. Um, before it sells out. Almost sold out. <laughs> I, know, I saw that note from Teresa. I'm like, shit, I better get moving. Um, <laughs> that would suck if I got, if I couldn't make it. Um, I haven't really signed up for anything. Actually, my wife's doing a 10 K this weekend and I was going to do it, but I'm not going to do it with the boys running. I did a 5 K with the two boys last year. And that was a little bit harder than I was expecting, but That's what <laughs> I might do a, there's a 10 miler in April. I need to, uh, you know, find, find something here. I need to figure out what type of condition I'm in. So I, I can understand what I'm going to try to do in, in Cleveland here in May. So, but I have nothing yet. I'm, I'll probably, I need to find something. So I don't have much for you right now, but okay. you, guys have any, you guys have any suggestions? What do you guys have? Well, there's only 2% left for the half marathon. So if you're going <laughs> yeah. for that, <laughs> yeah. is, is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like really close. All right. Well, as soon as we're done here. I'm well, and the challenge now. series is done. Like there's that's no good though. That. It's cause your coupons freaking ranking on Google. So that's good. Good work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I worked so hard <laughs> for that. Yeah. Seriously. I, I didn't, it didn't even dawn on me. I didn't even think about that until you had messaged me that earlier. Oh, well, it's funny because we were talking about it beforehand. We're like, we'd like to think that it's a little bit because of the podcast, but we don't have that many listeners. Okay. <laughs> Our outreach isn't that good. <laughs> so backstory real quick. Um, so as Cleveland Marathon ambassadors, we get a discount code. Mine is AH2019 in case you need it. You probably don't because you've already used it apparently. Um, but they actually give, we have a contest going on in our ambassador group to see who can get the most people to use their ambassador code. The winner gets a selected sum of money to donate to a charity, uh, which is, so it's a really cool initiative to get us involved and really trying to spread the news about the race. Well, last year, um, friend of the pod, Eric Geyer, he blew everybody away. He had like 630 something entries um used his discount code and everybody else was like 10 i think i had four no, i i had 150 I, I was like i was in second i think i had 150 or 140 or do something. you think but yours were legit or did are they part are, are of yours legit I, I i assume some of them <laughs> i know not all of them are so i don't know i like to let think me finish so. the like, story sorry, before ahead, i have to before i have to like throw my own self under the bus here um so 
this year we they gave us our rankings to this point and uh stephanie lesko friend of the pod has like 36 um and uh emily emily i forget her last name because this is her first year as an ambassador she had like 40 or something and then i have 396 huh no fucking way is that possibly thank you so i'm talking to scott we're talking about getting him on the uh the podcast today and we were bringing it well we talked last week but we were going over it again thomas um (laughs) i have that recorded go ahead continue (laughs) of course you do um and so we're going to where I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Or I, I said something to Scott. I was like, Oh, I thought maybe you were ignoring me. Cause you were jealous of how many entries I have with my discount code. And he's like, whatever. It's probably just a on it, some coupon site or something. And I was like, Oh shit. So I Google search <laughs> Cleveland marathon discount code, click the top link. And the first available coupon is AH 2019. I was like, motherfucker, it's fake. I am sure that plenty of them are legit because I have talked to a few people, Adam, and I believe, Thomas, have you registered yet? I didn't hear you. What? Have you registered yet? (laughs) Not yet. Not yet. You better better hurry up too then. Yeah, you can't wait for that. that. To be fair, the 10K did not have any percentage close to selling out. So I think I'm still safe. No, you need to register for the half because you're not going to get off that easy. That's what she said. What what are you guys running? So you're doing the half. I'm running the 10K. 10K? I'm doing the full. Okay. 8K and half. What 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 are you guys trying to do in terms of you guys just have any goals in mind or? Yeah. Yeah, um, not, to, not not to flip it on you guys, but no, it's no, okay. it's fine. Please, do. um, I missed I missed getting into Boston this year by three seconds. You so. missed it pretty close too, didn't you, Scott? Yeah, I was. What was I? I think I missed it by like fifty seconds or something. Okay. I, was, yeah, I, I remember you guys finished one right after the other because I was standing with uh with my wife getting medals, and I saw Adam and. I did not, Adam, I didn't know you were that fast. So I thought it had to be the wrong Adam Wheeler. And then, uh, <laughs> wait, and what then was I, your, what? I'm sorry, go ahead. No, what were you going to ask? I was going to ask out, what was your time last year? I ran 306.03. And then the good thing, so then I ran Indy in November and I'll be 40 in 2020. So like I got an extra five minutes. So I ran 306 flat in Indy. So right now I have a four minute buffer on the new time. So. Okay. But you just never know. I feel like, I mean, it's it's changed so quickly in terms of what is needed to get oh, in. Yeah. You, you just never can bank on pretty much anything is kind of what I've learned. So. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping sub three. I felt like I cramped up last year in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like I probably could have gone under 303. And then I had the same thing happen in Columbus. I ran a 303.53 in Columbus in October. So I'm, I'm under the new time as well because I'm still in the 305. Um, but then I felt like I could have run around a 302, 301. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping under three hours, I've had a bit of a calf strain the last couple of weeks, but I feel like I'm back from that. So we'll, well see. Well, good luck. Thank you. You too. Do you have a full, you're going to go for it? Uh, go, go for it again, Scott, you have anything in mind? 
I mean, my, my, my redemption. I would love to, but I was, it's funny. I got my, that reminder on Facebook that my PR for the half was eight years ago. And then my PR for my full is seven years ago at Toledo. So I, I, I think it's gonna be hard to kind of run. I think I ran 256 or something like that back. Oh shit. But I, I, I mean, I've been kind of floating around 305s for a while and I'm totally fine with it. You know, it's just, it's hard to figure out kind of how to get, you know, a little bit faster and it's been hard to kind of squeeze in some of the things that I need to get done. So uh, it's I guess harder I'll... when you get older too. Let's not kid ourselves. I mean, only being 33, I mean, I can go out and feel it. Yeah. Um, and you've been aging yourself this entire show. So I can only guess how old you are. That's, that's fine. My birthday is next week. Um, but in <laughs> reality, I mean, thanks. Um, I would like to do, try to do something in the fall. I think I'd like to try one more time just to see what I can do. And, I mean, again, I just like doing it. So, I mean, whether I get a PR or not, I'm I'm okay with that. But Columbus is good for that. It's not too hilly. Not yeah, too hilly. I like Columbus is a good race. I, I've done that a few times. I, I definitely like it as well. It's convenient, and it's. I mean, I go down there all the time. And it's kind of weird. I now that I go down there every week, I see like I was running today right where the start was last year. I'm like, oh, that's. It kind of gives you a different perspective, and you see different things than I've seen before because I'm there more often. So, yeah. They have the best start in the they history do. of races. They do. Oh, it's thunderstruck at the beginning. My goodness. It was hot two years ago. I think it was two years ago I ran it. It was hot. I mean, it it was it was hot. But, I mean, they normally have really good weather. And the, I mean, it's pretty flat. I think this year weather, the weather was great. I didn't run it. But if I recall, it was the weather was perfect. Adam, Adam can speak to that. Yeah, Adam, how, how was the weather last year? It was a little cold. Like, if it okay. had been five or 10 degrees warmer, it would have been better. And it was a little windy, but it was, I mean, it was pretty comfortable running weather. It's always windy though, because of how the wind cuts through the buildings downtown. Yeah, for sure. It, it, like, after yeah. that like first, like what, seven or eight miles when you come back into downtown and you get ready for that split, man, it seems like every year you just get hit right there. What, what hit me last year, I think we've talked about this before is um you've got the you've got the uphill mile it's like the 13th mile is is a solid mile uphill it was a little colder it was a little windy and the crowd support is like really all focused on that first half marathon so like i had this like triple whammy of the cold the wind and just a total end of like all crowd support when i finally (laughs) like the split happened and i kept going towards ohio state's campus and I I pushed a little too hard in the first half, so it was just it, it was like hitting a wall. Um, but oh, it was comfortable. That's that's what's nice about Columbus. I've run the towpath quite a bit in October, mm-hmm. and that's usually like a week earlier. And it's the same thing. You get really nice, generally cool, comfortable running weather. And after training in the heat all summer, it feels even better. Yeah, it's it's different training for a spring race versus a winter race for sure. And it's I mean, yeah, the cold weather I'm okay with not having to do it, but. Gives you a different appreciation also for the for once it starts warming up. So right, it's just so much easier to go training um, hot to cold, training in the hot to race in the cold than the other way around. Yeah, because if we get if we get a, a marathon in May, that's you know if it hits seventy for a high, we have not we've not run anything close <laughs> to that. Feels like eighty five. Yeah, right. Like yeah, we have all the treadmill runners are going to be laughing at you as they pass you. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. told you to stay inside. I was looking at last year's results, Scott. You finished two spots behind me. 
Oh, really? I yeah, said you, you guys finished close. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. I'll have to see I, if I can change that this year. We'll see. Well, because Adam was my free entry winner last year. I won. Uh, which was pretty awesome. And, uh, you know, we've been, and Adam and I have interacted for a few years on Twitter and stuff like that. And, and, and some of that's how this whole podcast actually came about anyways, because I interviewed him about my free entry and I never posted it. <laughs> and, um, but I, I remember hearing Adam. <laughs> Thomas is reacting. What an Andrew story. <laughs> I I have it somewhere. I'll have to I don't know. It was probably terrible. No, I thought it went really end. well, actually. I don't I really don't remember. I just I just got so bored with just writing about running. I was like, let's do something different. But I remember your cause Adam, your name got called out. Um, yeah, because I let out a yelp, and the announcer was like, <laughs> I think he just scared a couple of half marathoners. <laughs> and I felt so bad, but it's like, damn, I just took 24 minutes off my PR. I feel damn good right now. But I seriously was like, That's awesome. Wait, Adam is that fast? And then I, I don't know why I didn't know that. Well, Adam, what was your PR before Cleveland last year? I'd only run one before, and that was the year that I got hurt in the middle of the race. So my PR was, I was just under 330. It was 329.50 something, I think. Maybe that's oh. kind of why I was thinking you were, and I don't want to use the term slow. You weren't as fast. I didn't think you were as fast as you ran last year. So well, I was just totally caught off guard. And It's like you said, you and I had interacted, but it wasn't like, I don't think we like knew each other very well as runners we at best all. best friends like, like we are now. No, not at all. Because um, <laughs> like I'd, I mean, I've broken 130 and a half um, a few times, but it was just, you know, I was hurt. So, yeah. Yeah, I took a bit off there. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. And then Scott. our wonderful guest, Scott, came right behind you. And I congratulated him I was and hurting. said, hello, Scott. <laughs> I need a beer. Yeah, I was hurting. I think we went and got one, too. Push each other this year, you know, make it <laughs> yeah. a competition. So, despite not not having signed up yet, Scott, you are an ambassador <laughs> and you've run this event many, many times. Yes. Um, if you had somebody who was on the fence, or maybe somebody who hasn't run Cleveland before, what would be your sales pitch to them to to do this race? Well, I, I think Cleveland's been a city that's continued to to grow and evolve. And I mean, like I said, I live downtown, probably. 10 or 12 years ago and just to see kind of what has changed just in the city itself. And I think the race, and I think even the fact that it's almost sold out right now in the beginning of April, I think that tells you something that people are and do want to run, you know, this race, the organization, the volunteers, the folks, you know, the people that we've had to deal with from an ambassador standpoint have been awesome. Ralph, you know, everyone else is, as part of the group has been great. I mean, Andrew, you've been good for the most part, but you know, I think, I think the ambassadors as a whole, it's been, it's been a cool experience. I've, this is my second year and just the fact and that people care as much as they do and the, the, the time and effort that goes into putting something like this together. I don't, I think it kind of goes underappreciated until you see all the things that happen behind the scenes to actually make it work. Um, and the, the city, like I said, has been great. You get to see all the new neighborhoods or all the neighborhoods, not necessarily new, but you know, the course is a little bit different too. So I think you get to see, more than you normally do in most cities. And I think it's not that hilly. It's it's reasonably priced. And I don't know. I think it's one of those things that for me, it's near and dear to my heart. I think if you had the chance to do it, sign up pretty soon because apparently it's a, 
it's almost done. Yeah, so, and if you yeah. have a if you have a code for a free entry, <clears throat> Scott, you should probably use it. Oh, I have I have my I'm gonna do my giveaway actually next week because I haven't done well, mine yet. Um, I was talking about for yourself. I'm doing that tonight. Oh, I'm doing that tonight. Whenever <laughs> we're done with this, the first the first site I'm going to is ClevelandMarathon.com. So yeah, I was gonna say if you guys haven't gone there, I think other folks need to sign up too. If you need a code, let me know. So. SL2019 is the code you want to use. <laughs> but I, I, have you guys seen the shirts? Have you seen the shirts that they're giving out? I haven't seen any of the swag. And that's no. the one thing I was, I was curious. I was going to ask you guys to see if you guys have heard anything or seen anything. And I know that I haven't seen anything on the ambassador group either. So I think for me, it's to me, it's like cool, even like a shirt or a hat or something like that is kind of a free a way to market the race too. And I think we've normally had pretty cool stuff. And actually this morning, I was in Columbus. I was wearing one of my shirts. I think from 2015 or 16. It was the Gray Brooks shirt, and it's just kind of you, you, you normally you normally get pretty good stuff. So I think from there, it's kind of like another good thing. Not only is the, the race cool, we get normally get pretty good stuff as well. So yeah, I, what's funny is I was actually I signed up for a half marathon this weekend, and I was trying to find the shirt that the towpath was giving away, and. I was wondering, like, I don't think Cleveland's dropped the shirt or the medal yet. So that's got to be coming any time now because we're, we're six and a half weeks out. Okay, we did get a uh, – they, they got I, I said on a previous week's episode that um, we were getting singlets for the ambassadors. Um, all right, I said I didn't want to be all matchy-matchy with everybody, but these things are fucking badass. <sighs> And if it is any indicator of what the shirts and stuff are going to look like, you are going to be wearing those shirts frequently because it's freaking sick. Are are you going to wear it in the race? Is that kind of? I wasn't going to, but they are so sweet. I thought I honestly had very low expectations for those singlets, so I might actually rock it. I need to feel the fabric. I, I, for I'm, sure. I'm very curious to see what they are. Cause I think if you're going to be running for a couple hours, you want to make sure that one you've wore it before and it's, you know, somewhat comfortable. Cause I think the, I think you want to try to reduce the variables on race day that yeah. you haven't tried before. So not that I won't wear it, but you know, I, I kind of have a set thing that I normally wear and I'm sure you guys do as well. If you've kind of find things that work, you normally try not to change those things. So, you know, I guess we'll see, but. They do look cool. I just want to see it and kind of put on to kind of see how it fits. So, but just just saying, I I bring that up mainly to say, if it's any indicator of what like the participant swag is, it's going to be a very good year for that. The last several so, years have been awesome. Yeah, I wear I wear my stuff all the time. Actually, yeah. I wore my the what was the orange one? I think that was eleven. I like that was like one of my favorite. Yeah. The Asics yeah. one. That's like one of my favorite ones. I wore that early. I didn't realize how much I wear it until we had this podcast. But I wore the the gray one today, and then I wore the you know the orange one actually to the Ninja place this past weekend. So apparently, I'm rocking Cleveland Marathon gear all the time. So, so how many Cleveland Marathon events have you participated in? God, I bet probably ten or eleven. I've probably done the full four or five, and I've probably done the half. Four, five, so maybe probably around ten. I've probably done half full, half half. So I just there's one year, a couple years I've had probably some minor injuries, but I think I've done the full four or five times, and everything else has been the half. So it's kind of hard to go back <laughs> all those years. So thanks for asking. How many fulls have you run? That that's a lot for one race. I'm just going to uh, ask you that. That's your last question. You got it pretty easy tonight. 
No, that's fine, man. Um, how many fools? I think I've done 24, 25. Thomas's yeah. eyes just lit up. I am. So it's cool. Awesome. It, it, yeah, it makes you. And I was looking at my, my, I had actually my Columbus medal on my dresser, and I'm like, from two years ago that I haven't put away, and my son was playing with it. So I, I, he was dragging along our wooden floor. So I've actually put away tonight. And when I open the box, it makes you realize I have a box of where I just kind of keep them all. And it's, it's pretty full and it's, it's kind of makes you kind of reflect a little bit and look at things and how many races you've done. Cause a lot of the times there's just nothing to do with some of those medals. I probably should donate some of them, but makes you realize how many races, how many miles you have on, uh, on your body. So. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. It's a lot of good memories too. I, can you look at each medal and pick out one specific memory from it with how many you have? Yeah. And the one that like my favorite one is like when I were in Boston in 2013. So that's like, that's like the only one that kind of stands out in my mind. And I think all the others have like some meaning, but that to me is like the one that kind of, kind of stands on top of all of them. So and I think you, you can always remember something about, you know, pretty much every race, but that was the one that kind of just kind of makes you think a lot about kind of running. So. And did people for the yeah, I was I was in the bathroom and it, it kind of at the hotel and it was just like in the restaurant because we were actually having a but we just ordered a burger and a beer and some guy came in with this kid and it's just one of those things that you'll never forget and it was just like I don't know I think from there that was kind of like another thing that kind of just helped inspire me every time to kind of go out and do stuff so but again it's one of those things that you just don't forget and it's kind of oh. just gives you reason to keep going too so for sure absolutely. Keep running for those who can't. Yes. Yeah. So. so that that's that's a week and a half away, which is a remind. Which this is super cool. We're gonna get to uh, have a special Boston Marathon um, episode the Sunday before race day. We're gonna move from Saturday to Sunday, isn't that right, boys? We are. For one weekend. Gonna be out of town. Yeah. Sorry about that. That's okay. I ruined no, your whole okay. weekend. Nah, it works. No, this weekend's going to be pretty good. Yeah, this weekend's going to be oh. great. Hopefully that makes up for how I ruin next weekend. We're not going to talk about that anymore. For now, I'm going to leave you. Uh, Scott Long, thank you for joining us. Um, you, we really enjoyed it. He is at the active guy. You can. I was going to try to make another Kid Rock reference tonight. I wish I wish I would I probably wish I would have had some type of music handy so I could kind of <laughs> have a an, an exit song or something perhaps a little more uh, exciting to kind of tie it all together so I, I apologize for that in advance so hey Thomas can you make sure when we do this for iTunes you get ball with the ball to bang bang like fading you have to you right have now. to I'm, I'm not going to do that no so Bill, I don't know if you guys listen to Bill Simmons or the Ringer or anything like that but they, he always has Pearl Jam I think you guys totally need Kid Rock in some way or some form so I think that would kind of it might it might increase your your uh, your listening base as well not so. that way not that way Scott. <laughs> We have to maintain some integrity on this podcast. <laughs> what fair. little integrity we have left. Yes. That, that's fair. All right. Well, gentlemen, you all have a great evening. Thomas and Adam, I will see you on Saturday. Scott, thanks again for joining us. I will see you in thanks, May. Guys. We all will. So. Cheers. Cheers, Scott. Take care, guys. Right. See you. Enjoy your miles, everyone.